Petra's mind was very much awake. She could hear everything going on around her for 400 years. Oh, oh my gosh. Welcome back to another episode of Sterling Municipal Library's podcast, where we talk to you about books we'd like to recommend. And Brandy and guest Diana <laughs> is joining the show to talk about The Last Quintista. So how about you guys tell us a little bit about this book? I read up a bit before we joined the show, and it sounded like it was had like Mexican folklore, but it was also interwoven with science fiction. Mm-hmm. So I'm very interested in hearing about it. And also how you both picked it up. So with me, we do the uh, secret reader, and this book was chosen by somebody that I am not sure about yet, uh, but this was my secret reader book. Diana? I was checking out, I tried to read the books in the journal section and the children's section, and I saw it, it was a new book, so I saw it, I grabbed it, I started reading it, and it's really interesting because it it meets the American Latino philosophy. So honestly, I was surprised to even hear that it was a children's book because the cover and everything does not look like a children's book. It does not look like a like a kid's book. It has like a very cool like artsy cover with like a very classy grown up font on it. Like it does not read like a children's book as well. Interesting. Okay, so how old is the protagonist? Tell us a little bit about the story. Petra Peña is a 14 year old girl. She loves listening to her Lita uh, stories. Cuentos. She's really into them. She, Herlita, tries to teach her how to tell stories. And that's how she becomes a, she wants to be a cuentista. Okay. Yeah, her whole childhood is, is listening to these stories and her dream in life is is to become the storyteller to keep all these stories alive when her when her grandmother's gone basically just to keep their heritage going for many generations so i did i when i read about it it said it seemed like there was a sci-fi like bent to it as well where maybe she is the last person who remembers or am i getting this mixed up with a different book not at all no? so okay <laughs> you were all looking at me um, and i was like even though it's sci-fi they are on planet earth well at least starting out <laughs> mm-hmm. And a comet is coming to basically wipe out mankind. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where your sci-fi mixes in. Mm-hmm. And they all, not all, a few hundred people are chosen, doctors and scientists and their families, to get on spaceships and to find another inhabitable planet. Mm-hmm. And so needless to say is they have to leave everything behind, whether it be their grandmother, their pets, their friends, everybody's left behind, but very few people that are fortunate enough to get on the spaceship, I guess, yeah. <laughs> to leave the planet. That sounds kind of sad and tragic for a children's book. I'm guessing there's a lot of hope still interwoven in the story. The first <laughs> chapter of the book is one of the saddest chapters you, you will read because it encounters you with the ending of the world and people trying to survive and trying to get into the spaceships. And just the chosen ones get to it. And because of what's happening, they have to rush to leave the planet. And the first chapter is really like shocking to, to read about. And then after that, it becomes really interesting in how everything on the book transcends and how Petra's capsule malfunctions and she's able to remember because it's supposed to be a wipeout of the memory. Okay. And see, and and they're never 100% clear on it, but they do mention that Petra has 
some sort of eye problem, some sort of malfunction of her eyes, a disability, that they have to keep a secret. By the end, it leads you to believe that she could be partially blind. And so I wonder as well as if that maybe stops her from you know, from all the things that they're trying to teach them and everything they're trying to take away from their mind. Interesting. So how many people were on the life spaceship? It's not really a lifeboat. It, it was the chosen ones were like 400 or so, and uh, they were supposed to create environment like a Earth-like to survive for. They were going to travel for hundreds of years to a new planet that is supposed to be suitable for humans. And something happens along the road that it changes everything on Petra's life. So is she with other like teenagers? Is she one of the only teenagers? What, what do we have as far as like companions in the book? So there is lots of other children. So these people that were chosen, like I said before, were doctors or scientists. And it was all somebody that can contribute to the new world and, mm-hmm. and, and their family. So all their children were involved. In order for them to come, they couldn't have any health defects or anything like that. It was kind of like why she had to hide her vision issues. So it was. So there was a lot of teenagers. As soon as they get on the spaceship, the kids are actually separated from the adults right away. And they're basically put into a type of pod to basically... Go to sleep. To go to sleep, but to, to preserve them for several hundred years in their travel. Okay. So they're not aging. So there is, and then she also has a brother that she's super close to, Javier. That's, that's would say, about eight, ten years old. Eight, ten years old, yes. Yeah. So you said that there was a malfunction that caused Petra's pod to open, release her early. Does that mean that she's just alone with a bunch of sleeping travelers so she doesn't actually it doesn't actually open or release her okay so when these kids are put in these pods and it fills them it's like full of liquid and all of that they're put to sleep and they're actually supposed to sleep through the several hundred years petra never went to sleep petra's mind was very much awake she could hear everything going on around her for 400 years oh my gosh and this so dark kids book i know it, <laughs> that it is <laughs> that it is i cried i think in the first chapter after that basically she because she was hearing stuff going on around her like there was a certain initiative that was planned they were educating these people bringing them to the new world none of them knew that their mind was going to be erased that was not part of it basically Mm -hmm. when all of them were put to sleep the people there in control changed their plans on what was going to happen and they wanted everybody to wake up with no history they wanted everybody to wake up in peace like this perfect world if they didn't remember any of their past they didn't remember what happened on earth how how the humans on earth acted and what caused everything that was happening in the worlds the famish everything they didn't want them to remember exactly the human life on earth mm-hmm So how much of the book is while she's traveling, and then how much is when they land in this new habitable planet? It's um, right away, right away. She wakes up a few chapters later. She wakes up, and she starts seeing what's going on. They wake her up, and they think her uh, mind is clear, is fresh. They don't realize that she remembers. And she and other kids, they wake him up at the same time. And they had to put another one to sleep because she still remembers some and they had to clear her mind again. Okay. So the new the new human beings, question marks on that, because they have transcended so, mu- so much in these hundreds of years. The new human beings are not really humans anymore, but they are like narcissist collective. Can you say that, Brandon? Yes, they're, they're, they call them the collective. 
they are basically an organization that is trying to like create this new world and they're kind of in control of everybody's minds on what they want them to learn on what they want them to forget these kids and and we're talking about some of them are very young kids are waking up as professional scientists because of the education that is being pumped into him them in their sleep so they're able to wake up and and be you know go right into a full-fledged work but they're kind of like using you know them one of the great things I think about it is all these people are woke up at different times so if you went to sleep having a little brother that was eight you may wake up and that brother was 60. Oh wow is that what happens? You know around about. That's a very specific example for I was going to ask what happened to her brother. Oh, gosh. So tell us about the new planet they're on. Does it feel very alien compared to Earth? No, actually, the planet is called Sagan. And when they arrive, the first ship that goes into it, Petra is in it. They go with um, spaceship helmets and everything to try to breathe in it. And they realize that the oxygen, their levels are normal for humans. I cannot tell much of the plot because it will tell you a lot but um, she realizes that it's likable planet and that she can help survive in this planet and she's wondering if the other ships that that were sent at the same time like them arrive too interesting yeah and really throughout the book it's more trying to figure out whether this planet is inhabitable Mm-hmm. Like she said, whether they can breathe and, and, and maintain life there. So there's really not a whole lot of time spent off the spaceship really in the book. How did you like it? Like how, how did you, it seems, it seems like it surprised you a little bit, but did you end up? It was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it, I loved every second of it. I have a little, a little bit of, I don't know how to explain it. I like the book. I like the story because the folkloric part of the book is really interesting how Petra remembers little parts of stories that Herlita told her and how she wants to keep him alive, how she's trying to keep him remembered and how the life that her grandmother and her family gave her is what is keeping her the hope. It's mostly hope that she has or, or trying to save the humans that are still alive. Okay. So this is the ending to me is questionable because <laughs> I like more. So because this deals with some very complex themes, what age do you think you would recommend this book to? I would say more of a teenager. Okay. Definitely more of a teenager. I mean, don't get me wrong. Some tweens or even younger kids may be emotionally really ready for the book, but probably not every child. Yeah. I would think after 10 years old, I would recommend it because the book deals with a lot of strong feelings about life and how people can control you and how you have to follow the rules in a way that you don't have any other option. Is there anything that you wanted to add about like any particular scenes or characters that really stood out to you? The family life of Petra Peña had, um, the unity that they have and the learning that they have growing up. The book explains it a lot and it's a really good feeling. Has this author written anything else? Not that I know of. Okay. But it has, the book has won a lot of prizes. A lot of people like it. Did you recognize any of the folklore that was mentioned in her yes, memories? Yes, I did. Okay. Yes, I did. Some of the stories that they say on the book, I remember them. And it's, it's based in, I think, in New Mexico. So it has a lot of the 
Hispanic folkloric areas and the way that she talks about in Spanish, there's a lot of Spanish words in the book and the way she talks about it, it makes you feel really cozy with the book. Maybe that kind of helps offset some of the darkness (laughs) from, you know, Earth getting destroyed. and (laughs) Actually gives you hope. At the end, it's hope in the book. It's just the end, to me, was a little bit short. It, It needed more detail. See, and I, I, I agree with you. Like the book, the book ended a very open-ended. Okay. And I personally loved the ending of the book, but at the same time, it left you wanting so much more. Mm-hmm. But I think that goes back to how good the book was. Like, I want a book too. I want to know what happens later. Like, I want <laughs> the story to continue. But to me, the ending was satisfiable. I think the one thing that stood out to me in the book, like Diana mentioned, with all the Spanish words, there was I learned several new words. I, they'll stick with me because I heard them repeat. You know, constantly in the book, there was several words that were used in a certain context that you knew what they meant, and there was several things that she would say in Spanish that she would repeat in English. And to me, that was—I mean, it really helped me learn Mm -hmm. a lot. Now, although I'm hearing it because I did listen to it audio, so I got to hear it repeatedly. But even then, (laughs) until you start saying them yourself, you know, I wasn't really confident. But Diana was helping me with pronunciations. The books the book deals because of her side problem. The book gives you a sense of no matter what problem you have in life, you can overcome it and be helpful in any way. That's that's I think that's a good reason because it's a it's a kids book, a juvenile book, because it has a lot of hope in inside the book. Even though it's a sad book, it gives you hope. Okay. Those are all the questions I can think of. Yeah, seems like a good place to end it. Thank you guys so much for bringing us a book from the children's collection. We say this, I think, every time we feature a review of a kid's book, that that collection has so much to offer even to our adult readers, as I hope you can hear from this review. And stay tuned next week for more fantastic book recommendations. Bye. Bye.